You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. This is the time of year where non-contending teams play the role of spoiler, and the Oakland Athletics are having themselves a good old time in Kansas City doing just that. Talk to Jane Lee about that. I'm Allison Fetter. Jane, um, they've had a couple of uh, just some nice showing uh, in Kansas City where it's very hard for visiting players. Um, the Royals have a loyal fan base, and they also um, have a good team. So, um, But they've... Uh, the, the A's have played really well. So what's been working for them? I guess the offense, huh? Yeah, I mean, the first night they just absolutely clobbered them 16-3. Um, and then last night, um, pretty quiet through most of the game and then um, came away with a comeback victory. Um, and against a team that, you know, is technically still in the wild card race. I mean, there's so many teams involved, but the Royals are, you know, kind of still in it. So the A's have kind of dampened um that picture now just because you know coming in um i mean if the royals had won these first two games they'd be right in the thick of things and now they've kind of distanced themselves a little bit but um yeah it is a good feeling in the clubhouse right now and i think a lot of that has to do with just the fact that there's so many young guys in there they have something to play for um you know there's an added enthusiasm um and, you know, they're obviously trying to put their best foot forward and um, make an impression going into next year. Yeah, they got swept by the Mariners over the weekend before they hit the road. Um, so just looking, uh, I mean, I, for people that aren't watching the games um, as closely as you are, are, is, are there a lot of, like, call-ups that are getting, like September call-ups that are getting playing time? Are they, is this, like you say, like an audition um, for a lot of these guys, or do they still have – um, you know, sort of a, a familiar-looking lineup and, and things like that that they've been playing with all year? Like, what's the dynamic? No, I mean, it actually, a lot of these lineups look like a lot of the lineups that you would, um, you know, maybe see in spring training or, you know, at the end of games in spring training. Um, I mean, they're good players. It's just that most of them are prospects. I mean, on any given night these days, there's really only two or three regulars, um, you know, between Chris Davis, Stephen Vogt, and then, you know, maybe Yonder Alonzo or, um, or Danny Valencia, and other than that, I mean, there's just it's it's all the young guys, and I think Ryan Healy, he has really impressed. He's been up for a while now. Um, started the year at Double A and just can't stop hitting. I mean, last night it's a perfect example. The A's got three hits against Danny Duffy, um, who's been really good this year, and the A's have struggled continually against left-handers. Um, so um, and two of the three hits came from Healy. Um, and it's just, you know, you look up and it's like, oh, he has another hit. And it's just kind of remarkable to see him come up. Um, you know, it's not really been a small sample size anymore. I mean, he's been doing this for a couple of months now. So he's really um, implanted himself into, you know, the, the future puzzle. Now he does play third base, which happens to be the same position as um, one of their other top prospects, Matt Chapman. Um, but Healy can play first base, so the fact that you know he's putting on a good show right now, I mean he's he's really kind of um, put himself into the picture and maybe made for a difficult decision, you know, next year. So looking toward, I'm I'm just running through some of the contract status of all the players, the uh, front office, and Bob Melvin signed through signed through 2018. So they're all, I mean, they're still a cohesive unit up there in the front office and management. Um, I mean, from just what you've gathered, you know, really tough year. A lot of things can, you know, go sour. But are they still a pretty cohesive unit at the top? 
Um, yeah, I mean, they've been here so long. Um, okay. And I think, you know, anytime you go through a rough period like this, I mean, it's not easy for anyone, um, no matter how long you work together. But, um, you know, I think moving forward, the, the biggest question will be, um, you know, will they really stick with these young guys? You know, they have a propensity for going into the off season and not standing pat. They're usually one of the more active teams in the market. Um, and they, you know, they don't buy into rebuilds. Um, so I'm very curious to see, you know, do they, all these young guys that are up, um, I, I mean, they're very good players, obviously still going through some growing pains, but do you stick with these guys, these guys that, you know, you consider your top prospects and, the, the big pieces for your future, do you stick with them going into next year or, you know, do you, are you really active again in the market, bring in, um, you know, a bunch of veterans um, just because you're not sure of how things are going to go next year. And um, I mean, in my opinion is that they, they should, they should stick with these young guys. Um, they have, it's a really um, good group, a very talented group. And I think, a lot of them have shown that they deserve the chance going into next year, but um, a lot of um, the guys in this front office are ultra, ultra competitive, um, and, and you wonder, you know, just what they're going to do. And I think that's going to be um, the biggest thing to look for, um, you know, among this front office group going into the winter. So the big news not too long ago was the release of Billy Butler. I think we were all waiting to see what was going to happen after. Uh, the dust settled a little bit um, when the news broke that Danny Valencia and Billy Butler had exchanged uh, physical uh, exchanges and a concussion came out of it and it was very ugly. And uh, I think we all knew the two were not going to continue to coexist in the same clubhouse. But well, I guess the team just decided Billy Butler's not going to be back next year, so just let him go now. I mean, he signed through next year. He's getting $10 million regardless. So, um, you know, what was your reaction to all that and how did that all go down? Yeah, I mean, it was time. Um, I, I, I mean, all parties involved, you know, between Butler, um, Bob Melvin, David Forrest, um, they all said, you know, that the altercation really had nothing to do with this. But um, you can't help but think that it probably impeded the process. Um, I mean, we can't, they cannot expect us to believe that, right? They cannot. Right. I mean, it, and that. even if he's not, you know, part of your future plans for next year, I mean, you would think that they would have at least kept him through this season, you know, right. make the move in the off season. But um, they can also come out and say, well, look, we're, we're giving all this playing time to all these younger guys. Um, Butler hadn't played in a while. He wasn't going to be getting his at-bats in September. Um, so, um, you know, the way they presented it was, hey, look, we, we should um, let him go now rather than later, um, not make him just sit around. Um, and no matter – um, you know, how things, um, you know, how they decided to do handle this situation. I mean, the, the fact is things just never worked out with Butler and not just this year. I mean, going back to last year, um, I know Phil even admit, you know, he underperformed and um, it was just, it, it was a very disappointing season. You wonder what could have been if he had, um, you know, come out swinging really well um, from the get go with them and maybe things would be different. Um, but they aren't, and he never got going, and he kind of got stuck in this platoon role this year, which is something that he had never, um, you know, experienced in his career, and you know, that was difficult for him. So I think, um, I mean, he's going to get paid regardless, but I also think that, um, you know, some team 
will want him because, I mean, clearly he has the ability, and I think he'll be looking for an opportunity to play um, every day again, which is something the A's weren't giving him. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see what happens with him because he's 30 years old. Um, he, at one point, not long ago, had, um, you know, I mean, he was a contributor to some very good Royals teams. Uh, and now it's like this has to be a very humbling, had to have been a very humbling experience for him, humiliating in a lot of ways for this to happen and to get released. And you just wonder if, if a lifestyle turnaround might happen, which, I mean, you know, we're speculating on things that we can't speculate on because we don't know them, but. Uh, it's not like he's 37 and toward the end of his career anyway. He's got to be looking at this going, oh, my God, what just happened? And what do I need to do to make yeah, this not I mean, happen? Yeah, like you said, he's 30 years old. I mean, it, it's still young, even in baseball years. Um, and, you know, you add in the fact that he's mostly, um, you know, going to be spending his at-bats as a DH. I mean, he could really prolong his career if he wants to. I mean, even after – um, you know, he gets his, his $10 million, um for next year. I mean, he, he could be in line at some point to get another big contract if he really wants it. And I think it's just going to be up to him how much work he wants to put into it. Um, you know, I know weight has been um, obviously an issue for him for, I think, the majority of his career. And that's something that, you know, he could, he could easily get under control um, with help if he really wants to. Um, so I do think it'll be interesting to see how he proceeds going forward. I mean, he has an entire offseason. He has several months um, to get in good shape, um, you know, get back into a good mindset and, um, you know, get back to being the, the type of player that he thinks, um, you know, he still can be. It's just a, a matter of how much he wants that. And um, I, I do think that he'll be given a really good opportunity, you know, if he does all those things. And Danny Valencia, um, he's he's still with the team, and that you don't expect anything to happen with him now that Butler's gone. No, I think um, it's very clear that um, unless another altercation popped up, that um, <laughs> Valencia will be with the team at, at least through the end of the season. Now, after that, um, I'd be very surprised if he's back next year, but um, he's not going anywhere, you know, within these next three weeks or so. Okay. Children need to start behaving themselves. I don't know how many times they have to be told, just behave yourself. Okay. Uh, 30-year-old children. That's exactly. It's, it's amazing that I'm sitting here. I feel like I'm having a parent-teacher conference um, about these two, these two little ones. Anyway, okay. Well, good for them. Hope, hope everything works out. But I am really happy to talk to you, a conscientious adult with uh, a lot of good thoughts. So thank you so much, Jane, and we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you next week. All right, thanks, Allison. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.